that you are created in the image and likeness of God, then I will treat you wrong. Even the scripture told us, if you curse somebody, how you curse him who is created in the image of God. So this principle actually is very, very important. When we hear about terrorism or murder, we wonder how a person may kill another person in this cruel way. But many times we do not realize that we violate the image of God in others and who are diminishing the quality of their lives in a subtle way. And who are killing them, not literally, but by belittling them, judging them, criticizing them, etc. The first point about how the scripture teaches us to treat one another, God actually put us accountable, accountable for the life of others. You are not only accountable for all your life, but you are accountable for the life of others. In Genesis chapter 9, verse 5 and verse 6, surely for your life blood, I will demand a reckoning. From the hand of every beast, I will require it. And from the hand of man, from the hand of every man's brother, I will require the life of man. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. By man his blood shall be shed. Why? For in the image of God, he made man. In the image of God, he made man. So, here actually, the emphasis, because we are created in the image of God, even if a beast murdered a man, God will require the blood of this man from the beast. Beast they don't have any mind or intellect or understanding. But because they attacked a person in the image of God, in the same way, if I kill a person, God will require his blood from my hand. Why? Because in God's image, this person was created. St. James also, in the New Testament, told us how we dishonor the image of God and others. In James chapter 3, verse 9 and 10,
said, with it, with our tongue, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we kill the men who have been made in the similitude of God, in the image of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be to be so. And the emphasis here that your brother, whom you are cursing, is created in the image of God. So we must not only honor the image of God in others by refraining from killing them and shedding their blood. But also, we must refrain from cursing others. According to Webster Dictionary, define cursing as using profanely insolent language against someone. Cursing actually can be very destructive to the other person. That's why in Matthew chapter 5, the Lord linked between anger and murder. In Matthew 5, 21 and 22, You have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I say to you, that whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whoever says, you fool, shall be in the danger of hell fire. The Lord Jesus Christ linked our, our outward behavior of murder with the inward attitude of condemnation and cursing of others. That's why he said in order not to reach the sin of murder, we need actually to clean your heart from being angry or condemning your brother within your heart because your brother bears the image of God. So we can say my heart attitude toward the other can damage our relationship. Murder and cursing are violating the dignity of those who are made in the image of God. Another thing, other than murder and cursing, judging by appearance, the Lord Jesus Christ taught us to be careful not to judge other not to evaluate other based on appearance. 
in John chapter 7 and verse 24, the Lord said, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. These words actually echo what God said to Prophet Samuel in the Old Testament when he sent him to anoint a king. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 7, the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stage, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Many times we get annoyed if others judge us based on our appearance. But in the same time, we have the tendency to judge others based on what? On appearance. As well as we have tendency to make general judgment about what's wrong in the church, in the society, with this group, with this family. And sometimes we don't realize how this statement can hurt the ears of the listener and can cause them to stumble and cause them to be offended. We can easily make judgment based on some aspect of person's appearance without understanding all the circumstances around him. And when actually we judge a person according to his appearance, we are demeaning the image of God in them. This means I failed to see the image of God in them. We should actually see them as people with real needs who are made in the likeness of their Creator. So if I see something from outside, and to me I don't like it, or I see it wrong, I should think and that this person is in real need. But I should not forget that this person is created in the image of God. Another point in our relationship with others. We want to remake or recreate others in our own image. After God created them in his image. No, we want to remake them, or I can say, recreate them again 
in my own image. And this is also another way of demeaning the image of God in others. By failing to let people to be themselves. And instead of affirming their unique talent, interest, we try to remake them in our image. And the message we send to them, you are not accepted this way. Many of the family problems among married couples stem from this point. The husband wants to change his wife to the image of his mind. And the wife wants to change the husband in the image of her mind. That's actually demeaning the image of God in this person. God created this person in certain qualities and certain talents. And we need actually to affirm this, not to change it. Parents many times want their children to be in a certain way, instead of affirming their qualities. Uh, Remaking others in our image is actually a destructive misuse of the gift of creativity that God gave us. I'm using the creativity to remake others in my own image. How we do this? Through criticism, nagging, sometimes through counseling, uh, I'm speaking about secular counseling here. So we try to change the people into another image rather than the image of God. Another way of demeaning or belittling God's image in others when we close ourselves off from other people, when we start to avoid them, maybe out of fear of confrontation, maybe it's fear of rejection, maybe I don't want to take a certain risk, maybe out of arrogance. So, we tend to ignore people, to undermine their value, to avoid them. So, whether we are judging others based on appearance, or I'm trying to make others in my own image, or I am avoiding some person, or I am closing myself off from people, what is the root issue here? It is pride. It's my pride. My pride that makes me judge the other. My pride makes me try to create you or remake you in my image, according to the image of my mind. It's my pride that makes me close myself off or avoid you. So we will always fail to honor the image of God and others. 
when we exalt ourselves above others. We are called to honor the image of God in each one of us. But if I exalt myself above you, then how can I honor the image of God in you? And here I forget that both you and I are created in the image of God. Pride focus on us instead of God. It makes us unable to see the image of God in us. These are just some examples about how the scripture wants us to treat one another. But let me see, give you some example how the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with people during his time here on earth. In the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ, he did not give us a model how to live our life, an example to follow his footsteps. But he also wanted for us how we should treat one another. The Lord Jesus Christ saw no risk at all in relating of people from all races, all genders, all status. And he was always, always seeing the people that they are created in the image of God. The three examples I will use, the example of Nicodemus, the example of the Samaritan woman, and the example of the person who was uh, possessed with demon in the territory of the Gertismir. Uh, so these are the three examples. Many times when we speak with a person that have different ideology or different religious view or different political view, we forget that they are also created in the image of God. And many times, we are very harsh in judging and uh, criticizing them. And we don't differentiate between judging the wrong ideology and judging the person who is created in the image of God. And some people actually use the social media for this. And how many people are offended when actually they look at the social media and see how we defend our faith in ungodly manner? 
see in the paradise of the monks. A demon cannot cast out a demon. So the demon of judgment and harsh criticism cannot cast out the demon of heresy. The Lord Jesus Christ met Nicodemus and Nicodemus has or, or came from a different political background, different religious background. He was one of the Jewish leaders and the Lord Jesus Christ was perceived as a threat to the Jewish leaders. Nicodemus was a respected member of the Sanhedrin, as we read in John chapter 3, verse 1. And you can see how Nicodemus was so nervous to come and to talk to the Lord Jesus Christ. to talk to the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why he came by night. He came at night to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord looked at Nicodemus and looked at his sincerity. He was a seeker of the truth. Although he came from if I may say the enemy camp from Sinhedrin that were attacking the Lord Jesus Christ. Although he came by night, he did not have the courage to come in the morning. The Lord Jesus Christ can easily, could easily have said to him, if you are afraid to meet me, then I cannot talk with you. He can actually put a, a very difficult challenge on him and tell him, if you want to seek the truth and you want, if you have question to, to be answered, come and meet me in front of everybody. If you don't do, do this publicly, I refrain from answering your questions. But the Lord respected the image of God. Honor Nicodemus sincerity with respect and he said to Nicodemus these golden words that until now actually all Christians in the whole world repeat the same words. John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. These words were said to Nicodemus. So the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated to us here that maybe even we are politically different. There is difference in our culture. There is difference in our religious views. But 
We need to deal with other with respect and honor because they are worthy of dignified treatment because they are carrying the image of God. And a question here to us, how we deal with those whom we consider our opponent? Are we willing to sit down with them and talk with them in objective way, not in a judgmental or critical way? When we acknowledge that these people with whom we disagree are made in the image of God, this action will open the door for a gracious dialogue. Another example is the example of the Samaritan woman. The Lord was remarkably gentle with her. Although she made the wrong choices over and over. Maybe if I meet a friend who made the wrong choice over and over, I will become impatient with him. And I become frustrated. I'm not willing to give him another advice. I'm not willing to talk to him anymore. He did not learn from five uh, negative experiences before. But the Lord actually taught us a lesson that because we lose patience with people like that, then we also have a destructive pattern. Not only them, but also I have a destructive pattern of losing patience. Every time you lose patience with whom we perceive sinners, all of us are sinners. Remember how the Lord dealt with the Samaritan woman. Community judges this woman and were very critical of her. That's why she went to the well at no time to avoid everybody. Nobody goes to draw water during no time. They go either early in the morning or in the evening. And when she started speaking with the Lord Jesus Christ, she was very defensive at the beginning. And this defensiveness out of her insecurity. But when she saw that the Lord did not condemn her, rather with compassion, he revealed himself as the Messiah. And he described to her the living water that could satisfy her thirst for a strong relationship. And when we ask ourselves why the Lord actually treated this woman this way, 
why he valued her? Because she was created in the image of God. So the Lord here crossed over the ethnic, gender, societal prejudice that isolated her and made her go to the well during no time. He looked at her as a person created and bearing the image of God and valued this image. That's why when he saw she is thirsty for meaningful relationship. So the Lord actually modeled this meaningful relationship with her when he accepted her as she is. And then by this acceptance, he was able to convert her. And after she was avoiding everybody, once she felt this acceptance, this love, she left the jug of water and immediately she started to interact with others. Because through the interaction with our Lord Jesus Christ, she got rid of the shame because she saw acceptance. She saw appreciation of her as a bearer of the image of God. We need actually, when we deal with people, to look beyond their shortcomings and to realize their value as bearers of the image of God. Here only we'll be able to deal with them in the right way. Another story, when the Lord dealt with the man who was possessed with demons. The Lord actually, all those who are rejected by the society, he dealt with them, the lepers. He actually touched the leper in contrary to the law that prevent the Jewish people from touching the leper. He went to the blind man and healed him. He went to the paralytic person who was paralyzed for 38 years and healed him. And here with this person who was demon possessed, The Lord responded with compassion. We saw in the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ touching, healing, freeing, restoring to the image of God. Usually, this was his pattern. Let us see how this person, how the society dealt with this person and how the Lord Jesus Christ dealt with him. In Mark chapter 5, from verse 1, we'll see, uh, actually the people put him to, away to live in the tombs, as we read in verse 2. Immediately they met him out of the 
tools a man with unclean spirit. And they wanted to bind him who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with the chains. So how the people dealt with him? Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could in one thin. So this person actually was rejected by everybody. And once the Lord reached this area, this person actually <coughs> greeted him, but by screaming and crying with loud voice, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the Most High? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. And we see how the Lord Jesus Christ cast out the demons from him and freed him to reflect the image of God more clearly. What was the reaction of the people? Very strange reaction. In verse 15, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the vision sitting and closed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. They should be happy for him. But they went to the Lord Jesus Christ and they began to plead with him to depart from the region. Why? Because the demons entered into the swine and the swine ran uh, down uh, the steep place into the sea and were drowned in the sea. And we can see how the Lord Jesus Christ delivered this person from the possession of the demons in order to enable him to be the person who is created in the image of God. But the people actually, they were offended because of the, uh, the drowning of the swine and asking the Lord Jesus Christ to leave. Instead of celebrating this, they asked the Lord Jesus Christ just to leave. In our life, we have several opportunities to meet people and to help them to be free from the demonic uh, influence. Not necessarily they are possessed by them. When we treat them as the image of God and bearers of that image, <coughs> when we deal with other people with dignity, and respect, then actually we are reflecting the reflecting God in our relationship with others. So let me conclude by asking some questions to ourselves 
in order to be able to see others through his eyes. And as I told you, the way we deal with others will tell me a lot about my relationship with God. As I told you in the beginning, if I'm filled with the Spirit and I have a strong relationship with God, then I will treat others as the bearer of the image of God. The opposite is true. The way I treat others will tell me a lot about how my relationship with God is. Many persons say, I don't know. Am I close to God or am I? How would I know? Think about how you deal with others. So, these are questions. How do I view and value people of other genders, ethnicity, cultures, religions, or socioeconomic conditions? How can I value them and I view them? Another question. Am I demonstrating love respect and dignity that the people in my world deserve as image of God? Is there anyone to whom I am not offering these things, love, respect, dignity? The third question, are there any particular individual in my life that God wants me to relate to him or to her differently. And what should I do about this? This is actually is a long process. And when we ask these questions to ourselves on a regular basis, on a daily basis, when we stop judging people and criticizing them, when we start to deal with them as the bearer of the image of God, then actually this will enrich my image with God because both feed each other. My relationship with God feed my relationship with others and how I treat others make me stand before God. Um, if I can say blamelessly, and with a repentant heart. So this will enrich my relationship with God. May the Lord actually who called us to love him and to love the other. That's all the life. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord touch our heart in order to understand that every single person in the whole world are created and we are bearers in the image of God. And let us treat one another with the dignity, with the respect, with love that they deserve as we are the bearers of the image of God. Glory be to God forever and forever. Amen.